0: Ironbound Radio for this Wednesday night, uh, January 30th, 2013. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. We've got a great show lined up for you folks. My name is Joe Pacino and my co-host is David Gomez, sir. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, sir. Excited as always to be a part of the family here at 1640
1: AM and just ready to get the show underway. Folks, If you'd like to call, make sure you do, 714-364-4721. And, of course, check out our website, puregoldpg.com.
0: Joe, I know you have a rundown, so let's get to that because we have our co-host waiting for us on the air. That's right. Right after this rundown, Nikki Boyer from Yahoo.com will join us once again. We love you, Nikki, And we cannot wait for our, uh, what, PG exclusive, uh, an interview of PG. Of course. It's Super Bowl week. It's Super Bowl this Sunday. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl, the, from nuts to bolts, soup to nuts, all that good stuff. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble, WWE in general, and we'll get to some nuggets. We'll talk about A-Rod, yes, A-Rod's back in the news, Ooh. and um, all that and a bag of chips, sir. So let's not keep our co host waiting any longer. Folks, we are proud and privileged to be joined by the lovely, the talented, the hilarious, the amazing... All the way from the left Coast, Nikki
1: Boyer, host of Yahoo's Daytime and Time. Nikki, how are you doing this evening? Woo!
2: I am so good. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And I'm just really uh, honored that you're calling me
1: to co-host. Oh, of course, of course. Fun. I mean, that's, you know, the honor is all ours. Uh, believe us, Nikki. You know, I know we had this plan for a while, and we've been trying to work it out, and we're just happy to have you on with us. Now, um, again, it's been a little while since you've been on, so what have you been up to um, the past, you know, couple of months?
2: I've been staying super busy, um, obviously watching daytime television so all of you don't have to. you know. I, I, go, <laughs> I go out of my way to really help the people. Uh, just still doing daytime and no time. I've been uh, guest starring on um, The Yo Show, which is off, also on Yahoo as a panelist. And then also I will be uh, next weekend and then uh, I think final weekend in February, I will be working for TV Guide Network doing their live pre-show for the Grammys and the Oscars. Um, co-hosting with Chris Harrison of The Bachelor. We'll be doing a, a live red carpet show, which let me tell you those are crazy exciting, super fun. You never know what's going to happen and whatever comes out of my mouth ends up on the air. Very similar <laughs> to this interview. <laughs> um, and then I've just been i am um, going back out. To, I went out to New York a couple of times and I got to um, be on the Wendy Williams show. Mm-hmm. I'll be going back out there multiple times over the next few months. So things are busy and good and and I just played out with my band, uh, The Cardboard Cutout, a few weekends ago, and we're we're getting ready for our, our next gig coming up here. You guys got to get out to L.A. or down to L.A. so you can uh, you can come see my band play.
1: Oh, wow. That would be awesome. But listen, I was actually going to tell you, uh, I think you should, next time you come to New York, you should stop in studio because uh, we're not too far from there. We're in New York, uh, New Jersey, excuse me, like about 15 minutes away. So the next time you okay. stop in New York, you should let us know. I mean, you could run the show, you We'll go drink coffee, and you can just do our
0: show for us.
2: I would absolutely love that. I would love to come in and just take over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nikki, oh,
2: she's so awesome.
0: I was going to ask you, Nikki. Um, are you doing anything for the Super Bowl? Are there any Yahoo commercials on during the Super Bowl? Uh, what's going on for Super Bowl?
2: Okay, you're going to think I'm immediately going to lose my cool card because I, I don't know anything about the Super Bowl. I don't follow football. The only thing I watch for some reason is UFC fighting. I don't know why I'm into that, but I don't follow football. I do love to watch ESPN and I love to watch um
0: the highlights, but
2: I'm just not a big I'm not a big Super Bowl. A Super Bowl fan. What
0: about the I fact but what about the fact that most people just have parties for the sake of having parties? Are you going to any Super yeah. Bowl parties?
2: I am going to be going to a party um at a friend's house, but I probably will find myself in the kitchen or out by the beer. Well but you not in front of the TV. <laughs> I
0: was I was gonna say you have a job for us. You you should do um critiquing the commercials and then we can have you on talk about which is oh, the I best commercial.
2: Definitely do that. Yeah, we, we I could have like,
0: fun I with that. that.
2: Yeah, that'd be really fun. Oh, I I do love the commercials. And the halftime show last year was I don't know, what did you guys think? I was a little disappointed. So I think I'm hoping it's a little better. Yeah. Oh, no.
1: I was kind of snoozing. The last couple of years I've been a little disappointed in terms of the halftime show. I mean, you know these people are older than you, me, and Joe combined. So I mean, you know, let's let's get a little a little new talent in there. But it's interesting. I, that's such an odd response. And obviously, everybody does their own thing and thinks their own way. But I've never heard somebody say, "I don't like sports," but for some reason I like UFC. Like that—that's hilarious, Nikki.
2: I make no sense at all. I am a complete paradox. I know I don't like. I don't. I don't know why UFC fighting. I think it's one of those things like.
1: Are you a violent
2: person? No. No, I mean, I say violent things like, oh, my God, I want to smack you right in the face, but I don't ever really mean it. It's more like, oh, my God, if you're being cute or doing something funny, I say things like, oh, my God, I'm going to punch you. You're so cute. But I don't really follow through and do it. But there's something about you. I don't know. It's so animalistic and wrong and weird. But they're so sportsmanlike. They, as soon as they're done fighting, they're immediately shaking hands and congratulating each other about how well each other fight. I don't know. There's just something very um,
1: – So I, deep down I, inside, you want to fight people that you love and then congratulate them afterwards for a wonderful fight? Is that, is that what we're talking that about is, here? I
2: think that's exactly what's wrong with me. I think you've cured me. I think that's what
1: it is. <laughs> it's I, just funny. I'm not the UFC is such a, you know, it is a brutal sport, and I personally don't like UFC. And this is gonna sound stupid, but the, and I said this on the air before. The reason I don't like UFC is because it's real. And what I mean is, as a fan of professional wrestling my entire life, you know, you know, if you order a, a WrestleMania, for example, a big pay-per-view, you're gonna get a good right. 20, 50, 30 minute match, 15 minutes. In the UFC, somebody can go in there and kick someone in the guts, knock them out, and then, you know, you've got a 40-second
2: or 10-second fight, and it's over. That could be the main event, and, and that's the aspect of the UFC that I don't. Yeah, I I agree. I think, that, I think that there's something inherently just kind of weird and wrong and uncomfortable <laughs> about it, but I just find myself kind of every with in a while.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you want to go to a live event,
2: uh, Nikki, or are you just like watching on TV? No, I, I think a live event would freak me out. I think if I saw anybody bleeding in real life, I'd immediately want to go run up on the stage and probably to. Okay. That would be funny. You could be you on know, Yahoo's
1: daytime in no time, covering yourself because you you know jump into a USC event and you know uh, something's going on and uh, and look look it's Nikki Boyer. She jumped in there and she got arrested. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. That'd be a great PR set. <laughs> oh,
0: of course. Nikki, can I ask you a question about um what you do with uh daytime and no time? Sure. <laughs> just um I-, I know there's a show that I've been watching on ABC. Tell me if you watch it. It just ended, um, called uh the or Last Resort. Have you heard of it?
1: I've heard of it, but I have not watched it.
0: Okay, I I just wanted your take on it. I know, uh, uh,
1: No, are you you're talking about this crap again, Nikki? This guy, I gotta tell you, my 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 co-host here, we've been friends for way too long. This guy is so nuts. He obsesses over television shows. Knight Rider, the second version was canceled like four years ago. He still talks about it. He (laughs) finds one show to obsess over, but I have a question. Nobody (laughs) else watches. No,
0: it's canceled because it sucks. (laughs) And this is unbelievable. No, I have a serious question, though, Nikki. Really, seriously. They they canceled the show 13 episodes in. I'm just wondering why do stations uh, compete against each other and why don't they find a different time slot to show um, their show instead of just canceling it after maybe 12 shows? Like, what's the reason behind all that?
2: Well, usually it has a lot to do with really the ratings and how much how many viewers they're bringing to the television. So if they're not bringing uh, – it's kind of twofold. It's either ratings or it's they just uh, – they feel like they could fill the slot better with Angel. somebody else up and coming. Yeah, right. it's it's really a ratings thing. I mean, they need to make money, the advertisers, especially with, with web series and everybody being so used to fast-forwarding on their TiVos or their DVRs. They really need to know that a show is going to have longevity. And if they don't feel that right away – like, it's not the days – that they get rid of it. It's not the days of um, where you give a show a couple seasons to, to to get its feet wet and see if people like it. It's very much like if it clicks fast, they keep it. If it doesn't, they're moving on to the next one because there's somebody in the wings just waiting to, you know, to to create the next show that's gonna that's gonna take its place. I know it's very fickle. And that's, I wish it wasn't that way. That's
1: the thing about television. You, you know, we have, like, an entertainment reporter. I mean, he, he sucks, but that's that's the point. We have a guy who we talk uh, TV with, and, of course, since, you know, you're you're the famous Nikki Boyer, we've got to talk with you about this. But what gets me is they can have a good show, and, you know, fans will like it. For whatever reason, it will have low ratings, and then in three weeks it's canceled. And then somehow it'll end up on another station or end oh. up on TV apps or end up somewhere else, and then, you know, it, it gets picked up. And it really does seem like they don't give these shows a chance to find their legs. like you said, it doesn't even have to be multiple seasons. Just give it a shot. What I want to know, Nick, and this is a serious question, Joe's question, which is stupid. Why are you not doing more? Like, why are you not on TV? I, and I say this to you, you know, we talked yesterday off the air about uh, today's show, um, getting you on and stuff like that. Of course, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on because you're taking time out of your busy schedule. To do this, oh, but what what I want to know, and it's not buttering you up or anything. I really, I really do think you're hilarious. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I think you're super talented. Um, why are you not on TV? Why are you not, you know, in my home every week? TV wow. show, movie. Oh my uh, gosh. Why does Nikki Boyer? Why does she not have like a seventy thousand, a hundred thousand, a million Twitter followers? I. What's going on, Nikki? Is the man God, would love now? you for saying that.
2: God love you for saying that. I so appreciate that. You know, it's funny because I worked in television in my early years, and then I worked in TV um, right when I moved to L.A. I worked on TLC for a couple of years, and then I worked for TV Guide Network. And then everything sort of, uh, all my auditions and all the work I started getting uh, was more about the web. And although the web is becoming increasingly, increasingly popular and it's where people are going,
0: it's still not
2: television. Like my goal is to be To be hosting my own TV show. So having said that, you know, um, my relationship with the people at Wendy Williams is growing. Mm -hmm. I've been pitching TV shows. The thing is, is that everything is going towards reality television. Now, if I wanted to have cameras follow me and try to pretend that, 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 you know, my life is crazy and tumultuous and, you know, argue with my girlfriends all the time, I could have probably had a TV show months, years ago because, Reality it's just where all the shows are heading. Um, in terms of why I'm not on an episodic television or why I don't host my own show, just give me, give me like, give me one more year and I guarantee it's going to happen. Listen, and Nikki, then you'll be sick of me.
1: one more minute is too long as far as I'm concerned. Oh,
2: god, I love you guys.
1: <laughs> no, why this don't is you mean...
2: guys start a petition, start oh, a petition.
1: That's we, want what we, should be do. On we absolutely should do that. And not for nothing, but, you know, there's people on television that I look at and are actors and stuff, and not every actor is good-looking. Not every actress is pretty. You know, beauty's in the eye is the beholder, obviously. But some people look like they should be in the circus, and instead, you know, here they are, you know, the bearded lady, but they're on TV. You really should be on TV because not only are you, you know, you're beautiful, you're, you're funny, you have so, so many facets. I mean, you should take Wendy Williams' show. You should fire Wendy or make her your assistant, and then you should do her show. You know, get that slot, Nikki. That's what I want to see empirical. My mission is to get you successful and famous so that I can be your manager one day and make some money, you know, just somehow, you know, make my way to the top because of your hard work.
2: to you. Oh, my gosh. Boom. Okay, let's make it happen. We're we're on it. It's still January. We can still make our New Year's resolution together. That's true. That's awesome. So, um, I love that you guys have me on, and I love that you are like invested in what I do because you know I try. I think with my Twitter followers, my Facebook followers, I really try instead of getting quantity, like trying to get millions and millions of followers, like a lot of people have. I really do try to uh, to really connect with people, and I really try to get the quality of fans because I want the kind of fans that are going to follow me no matter what I do or where I go. So um, yeah, I've been making a push on Twitter and Facebook just to get people interested, and but I think once I do. Uh, shoot a pilot and get my show out there. I, I think I think when things start rolling for me, I really think it's it's going to snowball and it's going to be good. And I'm going to look back at this moment and say, it was my boys. <laughs> it was, I was talking <laughs> to my boys about this. On this day, at this time, and it, and it happened. And it's because they brought it up on their pure gold <laughs> show.
1: That's funny. Now, let me ask you, Nikki, what would you – I, I think you have ideas, pits, and everything, and I don't want you to get in trouble and, you know, anything like that. But – Give us an idea. If you were to do a show, what would you like it to be about? I mean, you mentioned the reality TV thing, which to me, it it boggles my mind why people like reality television, because obviously it's staged. So why not tell us here in the Pure gold, the people here listening in Newark, the people listening all over the world on the Internet, tell us, what would your show be about, other than, you know, following you around while you make crazy music videos and parodies and stuff?
2: Right. Well, um, I think my... My passion—I love uh, the throwback sort of variety shows. Remember the, the days of Sunny and Cher? And, oh, of course. And, I mean, I'm dating myself, obviously. I'm talking about, but Donnie and Marie, and the um, and there were the Mandrell sisters. I grew up watching that stuff, and I love combining music and comedy. And I think that would be my my ideal talk show. I would love to have a guest on, but I would love to do sketches, and musical videos, and parodies. And, and basically like a throwback variety show. Um I think that would be really fun. I think that's missing. People have tried to do it, um and that would that would sort of be my niche. So that would be my that would be my talk show. If I had if I had my brothers, that's what it would be. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I think it would be really fun. I mean with a live feel and a live studio audience and everyone feeling like they're part of it. But obviously it would be different because we could incorporate social media. Um, You could have some really funny sketch comedy, very similar to SNL. Remember Tracy Ullman? I was the best with her back in the day. Yeah, similar to that. And I just, um, I'd really love to do a modern-day variety talk show.
0: Sounds interesting, Nikki. Um, So we brought you on the show today, uh, a very special show, I, I think... Yeah, uh, you, you want to well, – our whole niche is interviewing the interviewers, and now I think the table I want to flip turn. the table. You're going to flip the yeah, table. Yeah, I want to
2: – absolutely. I want to interview you guys.
0: Nice. So what do you have for us?
2: Okay, so let's start um, – I'm sure your listeners know a lot about you. I'm sure, you know, you get to know somebody, you get to know – but are um, you guys, you know, open to, like, basically me taking the mic and saying, hey – it's my turn, and you guys have to be—you guys have to be the victims. I'll
1: <laughs> so be go, <laughs> go for it. As long as you know, as long as that, uh, we're not gonna get kicked off the air. Yeah, absolutely, go for it.
2: No, no, go, all in good fun. All in good fun. Okay, so tell me. Dave, let's start with David. Dave, do you call by do you, what do you like what, what what's your the name that you like? Do you like the, David? Do you like Dave? What's the story?
1: I usually prefer people just call me sir, but uh no, the <laughs> funny thing is um Loser. everybody everybody calls me Dave and I I don't like Dave, but I'm so used to it that people call me that. Like I've always preferred David myself or Mr. Gomez, yeah. but you know, whatever, whatever you prefer is fine. Mr. <laughs> David Gomez. Okay.
2: David, what's your middle name?
1: Oh my gosh! Are you serious, Nikki? You don't understand the torture. I had people guessing for years what my and I'm not exaggerating on this. This is this is as candid as can be. I hate my middle name to the point where I have denied it. I, I you know I've disowned my parents because of it. I had kids in my in my church for years and people at school trying to figure out what my name was, and everybody kept guessing. It, it, it starts in R. Raoul, uh, Roberto, and it was always Raul and Roberto for some reason, but. Um, do I have to tell you? I mean, is, is this like... Yeah, you have to tell you need
2: me. Yes, you have to tell me. The... This I case. need
1: to know, too.
2: <laughs> I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth about you, David Gomez. And part of that is your middle name.
1: The... Uh, well, my it... middle name, unfortunately... Is it Ricardo? No. It, the reason I hate my middle name is because it is French, and it is a boy's name and a girl's Oh, name. Renee! Yes. Renee! I hate my name. It's... Oh! Oh, no, Renee. <laughs> I think that's a really
2: great middle name.
1: Oh, thank you. I I like it. I love it. If you ever have kids Renee, please don't name your mother, (laughs) Renee.
0: Please. (laughs) I
2: actually really love your middle name. Oh, I I
0: should take
2: it today. You should take it back and own it.
1: Oh, jeez. I hate it. Don't be embarrassed. My wife is the same way. She thinks it's great, but I think it's just. I think it's such. And I have a male cousin named Renee. In Spanish, it's not bad. I don't mind it, but I, I speak English most of the time, and it sounds weird in English. So that's it. You got a pure gold exclusive. Oh, I
2: got you to reveal it. Ah, uh, well. All right, so what's your middle name?
0: Mine's <laughs> not Renee. It's Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: dude. Now, what do you like to go by? Like, what, what do you prefer to be called other than Sir?
0: Um, <laughs> you know it's it depends. If I'm in the hood, it's Joey. <laughs> yeah. You know if
1: I'm uh, in the hood of <laughs> shut up. You don't know anything about the hood.
0: Joe, Joe Cool, Joey. You know. Joe douche. If I'm in trouble, Joseph. It's uh, you know anything you need.
1: But you like Joe.
2: Like I, you do. I do. I
0: okay. do. I'm not your I'm not your average Joe. I'm Joe Cool. Oh my God.
2: Yeah, yeah. And what's your wait? What's your middle name again? Anthony. Jo- oh, Joey Anthony.
0: Joey Anthony. How you I doing? Like how, it.
1: Italian
0: is that? how you doing?
2: That is awesome. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, so now we got past that. Yeah. Okay, I was reading a little bit about you guys. I think it's really hilarious and awesome that you both happen to be wrestling fans. So, <laughs> I, I guess it's I want to know. Like, more like if, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I think it's pretty cute. I'm sure you don't want to be referred to as cute for liking wrestling, but... Um, <laughs> When did this obsession start, and why has it continued into your adulthood? Well, Joe, Joe why don't you answer first? I,
0: I got to tell you, uh, it was part of the question. Back in 89, that's a long time ago. Back in 89, my friend was watching um, what, you know, was on TV, and it happened to be wrestling. I saw, you know, two guys wrestling. Um, I saw a, a championship belt. Uh, it was kind of uh, interesting to me to see this, uh, what you know, is known as wrestling. And the big fight that really put me into wrestling was back in 1990 at the Toronto Sky Dome. It was Hulk Hogan who was the the, the heavyweight champion versus uh, the secondary champion known as the intercontinental champion being the ultimate warrior. And these two guys were the two biggest stars at the time. They were wrestling for each other's title at the biggest pay-per-view of the year, WrestleMania VI. Um And the, the match itself was... A great match. I still consider it my favorite match of all time. That got me into wrestling, and unfortunately, just like women, when you watch a soap opera, you always want to. You're always going to want to watch what's going to happen next. Wrestling right. is wrestling is a male soap opera, and unfortunately, I've been hooked. But I will do say, like, Nikki. Like crack, bad crack. Uh, yeah, like crack. <laughs> I have weaned. I have weaned myself off the last couple of years, and to the point where I DVR it now and I barely watch it. So I mean, it's a moot point at this point. Uh, Renee, how about okay. you? Okay. <laughs>
1: First of all,
0: Joe you know, GTH, and second of
1: all, um, well, me as as far as being a wrestling fan, you know, when I was a kid, and I, for whatever reason, I was thinking about this on the way on the drive into the studio. I was thinking how much I liked wrestling when I was a kid back before I knew, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and you know the fact that it's not real, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Um, right. And I remember
1: being, I would I would have been nine years old at the time. WrestleMania three, actually, no, eight years old. Wrestlemania, uh, not Wrestlemania 3, sorry, Wrestlemania 6, Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior, this awesome, epic match, you know, it's called the Ultimate Challenge, all this, and I was at my uncle's house with my brother watching it, and I was the biggest Hulk Hogan fan ever. I actually have, oh, um, I love him too. this is a little known fact about me, but um, I have a scar in the back of my head, and the scar that I got, the reason I got it was because my brother and I had a Hulk Hogan weight set Back in the day, which oh. was everything was blue, you know, blue weight. Yeah. My brother, like the idiot that he is, he puts it on the couch. So it's, a, you know, a birthday party. I'm chilling. I decide to lounge on the couch. I jump back, and I crack my head open on this weight. And oh, I get rushed oh, no. to the emergency room and, you know, sits up or whatever. It it was awesome. But anyway, so. I'm That's watching a war wound, couch. man. Yeah, That's like one you're proud of. <laughs> you no, know, it, it definitely is. And, and at the time, I'm watching this, right? And. Hulk Hogan is trying out to where I'm the biggest Hulk Hogan fan in the world. My brother and I gone nuts. Hulk Hogan loses. I just, like, swore off wrestling. I went nuts. I lost it. I couldn't believe that my hero had, had been defeated. And I stopped watching wrestling for about seven years. So fast forward to high school, I had buddies of mine who I used to make fun of. I used to call them losers and idiots and just insult them all the time for watching wrestling. And then they talked about it so much that I just started watching it again. And unfortunately, for the past, like, 16 years... I've been watching it. Joe and I became friends over wrestling, actually, back in the late 90s. So that's the only reason that we can stand each other to this point is because, uh, you know, wrestling kicked off this this psychotic friendship, and then it turned into, of course, our show now. So, um, But just like Joe, I don't watch it that much, and, uh, you know, I, I read about it more than anything else. It, that, that's, in a nutshell, That's that's the whole wrestling aspect. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to grow up.
2: No, I think that's fortunate. I don't think we should ever grow up. So, so am I to blame Hulk Hogan for uh for this gold, for the radio show? I mean, is this is it his it's his doing? and He brought you together.
1: It's it's very possible. I mean, we we both were big Hulk Hogan fans growing up as kids, and we've talked about you know where Hulk. I mean, we we always treated wrestling like it's a real sport. Where Hulk Hogan should be on the all time list of oh the greatest God. wrestlers of all time. So yeah, I guess uh, I'd have to blame the Hulkster for uh, you know Vince McMahon. All like, right
2: our lives. So does, does the name, does Pure, what does Pure Gold have to, what's the name have to do with the show? Like, does it have something to do with the <laughs> color of Hulk Hogan's beautiful mustache?
1: <laughs> I think, Joe, you need to handle this, because Joe claims that he invented the name, and I claim that I invented it. So <laughs> he's an Italian and in the mafia. Joe, how about you handle it?
0: Hey, thank you, Renee. Uh, so this is how, basically, Pure Gold uh, got its name, but it goes back a little bit before that, too. Me and Dave and um, I hope our employers are not listening to this. Well, this is back at A and P day, I think, maybe A and P. Um, when I worked uh, for a different company, uh, Nikki. Uh, basically, me and Dave would talk to each other and keep in touch through what you know. He was uh, my supervisor, by the way. That, that's how we be, we knew each other because I worked at A ah, Yeah, but uh, basically we had it. you know like those instant messengers that people used to chat through. Aim, aim, my friend, they're called Aim. Yeah, AOL instant messenger. So we would chat and talk about things. And we would be like, you know, if if we're chatting about different sports, different topics, wouldn't it be cool if we had a show where we could actually air what our, our thoughts are and our take is? So we tried to do a YouTube video. Um, that didn't go so well. And then we started doing You're a show. You're actually not answering her question. Oh, I'm not. She's
1: saying, how
0: did the name come out, you fool? Oh. She's not asking how did the show get started. My bad. <laughs> I was going no, back. no, I no. Mean- Eventually, I would have been back to 77 when I was born. <laughs> way off track on that one. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm on a bender, what can I tell you?
2: <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh, I love it.
0: But anyway. That's okay, we you're told, not
2: used to this. You're not used to people asking you the questions. So yeah. I, I get it, I get my it. My
1: wife just texted me. She said the YouTube video was her idea, by the way, so she's listening. She wanted me to tell you that. Just oh, me. yeah. Thank you. Um, so, anyway. <laughs>
2: Behind every good man, there is an amazing woman, so let's that give
1: her so some cool. props. Good or bad, that's absolutely true. In my case, good. You know, my wife is listening. I don't no. want to get beat when I get home.
0: But anyway, Joe, you were saying? Oh, was pure saying, Gold, yeah, yeah, Pure Gold. We, ha- we <laughs> had to oh, come yeah. up with a name, and I remember we went through a different bunch of names. I and think Pure Crap was one of them, Yeah, right. And then I-, I think I just typed in, I think we should call ourselves Pure Gold on Instant Messenger, and it stuck. So, I mean, is that how you how you uh, found it to be, sir? I actually don't.
1: Oh, by the way, my wife just texted me, preach it, Nikki, because Nikki is uh, preaching the truth over here about... <laughs> Great women great men. Um, I don't remember how it started. I just know that you claim that you made up the name, and when people ask me, the funny thing is, like, I do all the website work, and when I started looking up domain names, I said, oh, puregold.com. It's like a gold-selling website or something. So I said, all right, people <laughs> literally have no idea what puregold means. And I don't even think we do. I just think it sounds cool.
2: <laughs> I love that. Sometimes you just – the best way to name something is just to see what's available on the <laughs> Internet because everything else is taken. <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: Um, okay, so I think my my favorite way is usually when I interview celebrities instead of asking them the obvious questions, some things that I like to talk about are just basic facts about us being human beings because at the end of the day, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all get up, brush our teeth. We're not very different. No matter what we end up doing for a living, whether we're a celebrity or whether we're a plumber, I just feel Good like job. we all... Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) tell me, you guys are so bad. Tell me um, one of your most embarrassing, humiliating moments ever. Why don't we start with David? Why do I have a feeling David will have a really good
1: one? The day that I met Joe is the most embarrassing and humiliating experience of my entire (laughs) life, just because of the type of the type of low life human being that he is. No, um, embarrassing moment. Embarrassing moment. See, I'm trying to think here. There's so many moments. That I've, I've, uh, I have like short term memory. I've blocked it all out, you know, because of traumatic experiences. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. honestly, I can't think of one. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I know I had an experience when I was a kid that, um, for some reason I was, I was always kind of like whacked out. I mean, I still am. And I had this thing where I, I bought a pair of scissors. So I said, oh, you know, I'm going to give myself a haircut. So I was in class cutting my hair. For no apparent reason, like a tiny pair of scissors back then. Now, obviously, I'd be arrested and, you know, thrown in jail at, like, five years old because I have a pair of scissors in school. But I started cutting my hair, and I th- I didn't give myself a bald spot, but my hair was so unevenly cut. My mom was furious. And went- I think it was a dare. It was something like, hey, you know, I bet you won't cut your hair. Yeah. Or oh, whatever. So I just started cutting my hair. And when I got home, I'm pretty sure my mom beat me, but I blocked out. I don't remember. And uh, she was upset with me because my hair was all screwed up and... We had to go get it fixed. So th- that, that's pretty much oh. what. Oh, okay. Here, <laughs> I have oh. another one. Hold on, one more. I'm sorry. My yeah. wife just uh, sent me a text message and she's listening, and this is a good one. In Spanish, um, you know, my wife and I, you know, we have a funny relationship. We'll joke around. Her mom's not listening. My mom's not listening. So this is fine. We would always say your mother to each other. Like uh, she would say right. something like, oh, your mother, but in Spanish, which would say la, la madre tuya. So we would say this to each other. My wife and I were talking on the phone, and she, she said something to me. I forget what it was. And I was like, you know what? La madre tuya, real loud. And unbeknownst to me, her mother was listening on the other line, and it was on no. speaker. So when I found out her mom was on, I didn't know what to do. I've I was I've never been – I'm sure her mom forgot it because she's traumatized by it. I was so embarrassed. I could not believe that I just said your mother to my wife, who happened to be with her mother. Like,
2: what kind of person does that? That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you to finish the
1: sentence, like your
2: mother would, because I'm dying to hear what what he has to
0: say. Oh wow! Fun. So yeah, I I think I'm done with embarrassing stories. What about you, Joe? Well, it happened about four or five years ago, and I I could blame my brother-in-law for this one. Well, uh, all our friends at Christmas time get together, and um, you know we uh, instead of exchanging gifts, we uh, do. Have you ever heard of Nikki? Have you ever heard of Playing white elephant.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we play white elephant with our gifts. We uh, basically draw numbers and people, um, you know, pick out uh, a gift. If you don't right. want it, you don't want. It, you could either take another one. You know, it depends on what number you chose. So I chose right. something. It was it was a book and a scratch off ticket, and um, I was upset about it. Um, my friend tells me, you know, like you know, don't be upset. You know, it's a it's a really good book, and the scratch off ticket, you never know. So he's like, why don't you just um, you know scratch off? So. I, I, I scratch off the first one and it says $10,000 and I'm like, all right, so I got one. The next one says $10,000 and I'm like, oh my God, if I scratch one more off, I got $10,000. I scratch it right? off and as I'm doing it, it says $10,000. Like a sissy girl named Renee, I go around <laughs> saying, I, I, I go around saying, oh
1: my God, I want $10,000. I want $10,000. Just and, like and, you sound like a girl, yeah,
0: just like that. Actually, that's how it sounds. My friend Frank, <laughs> my friend Frank goes like this to me, and this is where my heart drops. He's like, "Did you read the back of the card yet? Uh, the read no. the back, read the back of the scratch off. I read the back of the scratch off. It's one of those fake scratch offs from Spencer. Oh <laughs> what no! No! And uh, everyone basically um, for the rest of the night. And now every year we do white elephant. It's like,
2: oh, I oh want ten dollars. I want That is so mean.
1: Awesome. I love your, I love your, uh, I think you're going to say something else about your brother-in-law. I thought you guys call it cutthroat. We call it cutthroat, but okay. people don't understand it. Uh, I, what I want to know is why is it,
0: why is it white elephant? Why the racial aspect of it? All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Never die. laughs>
2: what about, what about, um, I know you both are fathers, right? You both have kids yes. and, um, Oh, yeah, I think that's, I love I love the father-daughter bond. What is it that you think you've learned the most um, from your daughters?
1: Joe, would you like to go first since you've been a father lawyer than I have and you're much older and have less hair than me? Yeah, I mean, I've learned
0: that uh, you really, um, what, your kids, my daughter is very impressionable and, you know, she's the cutest thing, I think, I mean, I'm very biased to say this, but, you know, y- you teach her things and uh, what you learn is that, they really look up to you, obviously. They're, they they understand, uh, my daughter at least, understands right from wrong. She is the cutest daughter in terms of um, she loves the newest songs. Do you know that new song by Thrift Shop and Macklemore?
2: I love that
0: song. Yeah. I'm
2: going to pop some day. Yep, yep. Yeah.
0: She, I mean, those type of songs, she can memorize and a couple of times listen to it, and then I'll record on my phone. She actually, I have a video on my phone that has her singing that song, but she says, instead of that, you know, effing awesome, she says, this is super awesome. And then, oh she'll, say, and then she'll say, I love you, Daddy. And, I mean, that, that stuff melts your heart. That's um, what you've learned? That's not that's not really, what does that mean? I've learned I can mold my daughter to anything I want. Oh, that's sad. I don't, <laughs> hopefully your wife will have more of an influence on her when it comes to oh, that. She's going to be smart. Um, no, definitely. <laughs> she gets that from her
1: mom. Uh, yep. So, as far as me, what I would say I've learned about being a father, it's, and I always tell my wife this because, you know, we're always with our daughter. When I get home, you know, I spend all my time with her. I don't really go out much anymore, and, and I have no problem with that. I was actually telling somebody the other day that my friends have pretty much become non-existent at this point. Because my daughter is not – she's not even a year and a half. She's 15, almost 16 months. So when I get home, she goes crazy, you know, daddy, whatever. But she's a mama's girl, which I love. I oh, am. Yeah. You know, my mom's, my um, wife stays at home with her, so she's, you know, she's with her, and she's crazy about her mother. But I've just learned at what true love is, and i' tell oh, I, I the truth my wife knows this. I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe that that's a crock because when people say that it's usually all oh, man like they think some a guy will think a girl is hot oh, I found love or a girl will think a right. guy's attractive or whatever the case is it's never you can't really fall in love because love is a process, but I do believe that love true love and um love at first sight happens when your kid is born. I'm sure Joe will say the same thing mm. like being in the delivery yeah. room. When my daughter was born, you know, my wife is telling me, you know, is she okay? Is she okay? You know, the whole process is happening. And I'm right. just mouth open just watching this unfold. And I, I just, I didn't say anything because I was so amazed when the doctor, you know, takes the baby out. And she, you know, she, she does this thing where she doesn't cry. She kind of like right. charges up and then she lets out this, this insane cry. <laughs> yeah. We just, I was so blown away by it. You know, like I get to hold her first and stuff. And I just look at her. And every night I look at her and I'm still amazed. Almost a year and a half later, I'm amazed that I have a daughter and we have a child, and just the love and the affection and how smart she is. And you know, like Joe was saying, she's picking up on things. And his daughter is like uh, twice as old as mine. But regardless, it's it's love. It's true love. And I don't know, I don't know how a parent can have a child or be a part of that process and not want to die for their kids and not want to do everything possible for their kids. And you mentioned the father-daughter bond earlier, and to me, that's like, I wanted a boy. Let me give you another embarrassing story very quickly. I had dreams that we were going to have a boy. I thought it was going to be a boy. I told everybody we were going to have a boy. We go to the uh, for the sonograms and everything, and then we're going to see the sex of the baby. I didn't like the guy doing it. I, he just seemed like a total tool to me, and I still don't like him, but that's besides the point. So, I you know... <laughs> Hey, what, what's the sex of the baby? He goes, it's a girl. I sat there with my mouth open. And I said, like, can you check? A, can you check again? And he checks again, and no, it's a girl. And I sat there for a second. My, my wife probably hasn't forgiven me for this, but I was so dumbfounded because I was positive it was a girl. You were sure, oh, boy. right? Oh, sorry, boy, oh, boy. I was positive. Doesn't that say I, a
2: lot like, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, that says uh, a lot about man, a man's intuition. Okay, so
1: <laughs> that's, really that's, really cool. that's funny, but that's true. But anyway, now and like I said last night, I would never trade my daughter for anything in the world you couldn't pay me enough money I don't care that I don't have a boy I'm just so blessed that I have a girl and she's Aww. beautiful and she's funny and I just like that to me I've learned true love and having a daughter and obviously we have other kids and stuff but that's true love and that is what I've learned most from my daughter just that I love being a parent and I want to have 20 more kids you listening honey 20 more kids yes, get she's like what? Okay. <laughs> I
2: love that you guys you guys are really really good guys and um Joe has you
1: fooled. I, 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 I really am a good guy. Yeah. You need to so, stop the
2: bugger. It's okay, so, <laughs> not I want to um I want to see the video of Joe. I want to see the video of your daughter um singing that song. I, and I also want to see a picture David of your little nugget. So maybe you guys can tweet them and let all of us see your little ones. If that's okay. I don't know if you want to open your personal life up like that, but well, or you can email them to me because now I'm obsessed. I need to see what they look like and what they sound like because I, I don't have any kids of my own. I have my boyfriend's kids that I help him raise, oh, and um, I adore them. Um, I can't imagine the love that you have for your own, you know, um, but I'm obsessed with kids and puppies.
1: So if you have any pictures of dogs Well, kids, we don't have any don't puppies. That's funny. Uh, we don't have any puppies, but how old are your boyfriend's kids?
2: Uh, six and
1: nine. Oh, okay. How uh, you my know about six? How long, oh, girls, how long have you been uh, dating and how long have you been in your life with the kids? Have, how long have they been in your life? Uh, they've
2: been in my life for about three and a half years. So they were pretty young when, when we started dating. And we took our time. We spent, um, you know, a long process before, you know, I was really implemented into their, their lives. Uh-huh. And obviously, we wanted to make sure that we were on the right path before involving the uh-huh. kids. And then when we decided to move in together, it was a rude awakening because I had never lived with children. You know, I was just like, "Wow, this is a whole different experience." But I have to say, they what it's what inspired me to ask you that question earlier is I've learned so much about myself from them because kids can just—I mean—they are a crash course in life lessons. Let me tell you, I'm no, sure they, you guys know in patience they definitely are. and in oh,
1: it's like Joe said, the, the things that kids pick up. Like my daughter does one thing that's hilarious, but I hate it. She'll say no, but she'll say it with such an angry tone. She'll go, no, and she'll smack her hand down, or she'll smack me in the face, or she'll smack her leg. And she, Yesterday, she literally was doing this a minute straight. No, 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 no. <laughs> just smacking the air. And I tell my wife, like, how do you not laugh hysterically when she does this? And my wife just shakes her head at me. And I think it's my fault because I would say, no, Isabella, no. Isabella, no. And
2: then she just goes, no. Yeah, she's like, well, I'll show you no.
0: That's because <laughs> Kelly said, uh, Isabella, this is your father. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: you are pure stone.
0: You're on pure gold. No, no. Okay,
2: so I, can I ask you guys one last question before we wrap this up? Because I want to know, I know you guys probably made some New Year's resolutions or some some hopes for the new year. What is something in your life that you're looking forward to doing that you have not already done?
1: You mean other than making more money? <laughs> yeah, that's a,
2: yeah. So this is that.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, before we let you before you go, I have a question for you based on what we were just talking about. As far as a, a New Year's resolution, I would have to say, um, that you know, I, I do this thing here on the side with the show, and um, you know, obviously I want a better job. i currently, hopefully, my and my boss has never listened to my show, so that's fine. I could I could rip them to no end. But um, you know, I want a job that I make more money. Again, like I said, my wife is a stay-at-home mom, so you know, we want. I'm I'm pretty much at at the crossroads. Like, do I start selling drugs to make end me, or you know, start breaking the law and (laughs) start robbing banks? But obviously, I want a better job, a better paying career. But you know, being here at this station, and um, you know, it's it's a small station. I'm not gonna lie, but I really have a passion for wanting to make this successful, this show has been a big part of my life for the past two years, and I do want to make it as successful as possible. But I'm basically, I've become the de facto program director here at 1640, and I would love to make the station get sponsors. Joe and I have a plan We've come up with, with the listing and stuff to go get sponsors in this area for the station to grow, to make it more successful, to buy another antenna, to expand the, the market, to expand the range and everything else. And, um, you know, I've been talking to people left and right. And I'm not getting paid for this either, but I've been talking to people left and right. So to make this station successful would be something, I guess, high on my bucket list because it ties into this show, which I've put two-plus years of my life into. And uh, right. I, love, I love doing this show. I have fun doing it. Um, you know, again, I'm a graphic designer, but I would love to just sit here and do this for a living five days a week and make money and have, you know, amazing guests. And, I mean, the guests right. we have down, but... I would like to just really expand and get paid for this and do this full time. So that would probably be my uh, a New Year's resolution. That and uh, have you on the show more often.
0: But that's that's a side. Uh, you're so <laughs> awesome. And What
2: about you, Joe? Um, I mean, I, I'm not big on making New Year.
0: Re- I'm not big on making New Year's resolutions. Loser. Because <laughs> if I I remember making them and just not sticking to them after January first. I mean, it's just something. Right. Um, so for me, I mean, I, I, I'm with Dave. I mean, this is something that we really have fun. I mean, we're talking to a celebrity and yourself, and once a week we try to get uh, one or two celebrities on. We get to know them, and we get to talk about sports. We get to talk about wrestling, unfortunately. Uh, you know, and that kind, of stuff, that kind of stuff is fun. And if you could, you know, somehow make it into your, your uh, career, your passion, it's not really work anymore. It's something that you love to do, and, you know, that's uh, my goal is to, to help Dave, I can't help him as much as um, I want to at the moment, but I really want to build this station up, build the show up, and ho- hopefully have a whole network of shows uh, on this radio station. And you know, who knows from there?
2: Right. Well, I think you guys got something great, so I hope that I hope that comes true. And I hope when I'm hosting my own show, I can bring you guys on as guests, and we can have a big old party. How about that? That,
1: that would be amazing because um, you know, and again. Every guest that we have in the show always says they love the introduction. I always do the introduction. And, yeah, like, obviously I'm, I'm exaggerating sometimes. But, we, you know, what Joe and I appreciate the most is that someone like yourself, again, you know, you don't have to do this, but you're taking time out of your schedule. You know, we've had we've had former Miss USAs. We've had former, you know, professional athletes who could be in the Football Hall of Fame. We've had, you know, famous wrestlers. We've had so many different people on the show, and we really appreciate people taking their time out of their schedule. So that that's what... Impacts me the most about the show is huh. that, you know you're cool. doing this for free. We're not paying you, and all these other guests you're we're not? not paying them. <laughs> yeah, the checks in the mail, Nikki, but just it's rubber. <laughs> now, Nikki, I have a question for yeah. you. Um, and I I know because I did my research on you. I know like personal stuff that's out there, whatever the case is. And you don't have to get too personal. Because I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation. But you mentioned you're with your boyfriend. You've been together, you know, three plus years, et cetera, et cetera. Is there any chance? I mean, are we going to be invited to the wedding, or what, what's going on there? Because you know, the <laughs> oh my gosh, of you parents, guys are awesome. Well, it's really um, me. It's I not know, Joe it Was awesome, by the way.
2: I don't see any. I, I feel married in my heart, so that's enough for me. I'm not. I've been married before. I was married for ten years, so. I've done it before. I believe in marriage. I think it's a beautiful thing. I would love to be committed to, you know, to my boyfriend now. And it's very funny to be my age at 37 and still calling someone your boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> so I was, was going to say. Coming out of my mouth. Like, I wasn't going to yeah, ask you were. I wasn't
1: going to ask you were, but I was going to say, like, you, you know, you're like 20 years old, right? So you got married you were 10. I mean, is that yeah, work Right.
2: right? God love you. Um, so do, I, I am definitely in love and in it for the long haul with this person. If we'll actually go through it and and have a wedding, I don't know. But um, but if we ever do have a commitment ceremony or something special, I will have an invitation made out to Joey and David <laughs> Renee. Well, thank you, you guys.
0: Nikki, before I let you go, I just want to let you know if you're down on bridesmaids, I mean, you could always ask for Nate to be in your wedding.
2: (laughs) I bet you guys look beautiful in fuchsia.
0: Oh, that's
1: Joe's face. He's wearing fuchsia right now. It's perfect. He has a little flower in his. Yeah. Listen, uh, oh God, you guys are funny. Nikki, you're awesome. awesome. We appreciate it And, again. I'm gonna tell you this something I don't usually tell guests, but if you ever want to come on the show, if you feel like coming on, don't, you don't have to wait for me to ask you. You don't have to wait for me to tweet you or email you. Call Just say, say, look, I want to come on next week. Tell Joe to stay home, and you'll be my co-host that week, and that's no problem.
2: Joe's <laughs> so like, great, great. This is awesome. Now I'm getting now I'm getting kicked out of my job. Well, I adore both of you. <laughs> I appreciate the support, and um, I can't, I just, it just means a lot, so just thank you from the bottom of my heart, and no. um, I'll keep you updated on everything, and I'll, I'll come back. I Definitely. Know I was last time, and you, I don't think you believed me, but I'm. you're not getting rid of me now.
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. I know last time you weren't able to make it or whatever, but like I said... You I ever... know.
2: I felt so bad for that. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. It was a technical issues. Sometimes the internet just doesn't want to
0: work. <laughs> I felt bad because I had to sit here with Joe the whole time but listen, you uh, need to go take a shower Nikki because there's enough butter on you to uh, <laughs> butter every single loaf of bread in New uh, Jersey. At this shout point. Out. Like I said, if you ever do come to this area let us know. We'll have you in studio.
1: Joanna and I over here will, will be pleased to have you as a, our real co-host in studio. All
0: right.
2: Oh, thank you for that you guys. I would love to. Next time I'm in New York I will. I will head up and
1: see you guys. Definitely, Nikki. Have a wonderful uh, afternoon for you, evening for us. It was a pleasure. Um, anytime, like I said, you want to be on next week, the week after, just let me know and I'll, I'll make sure Joe stays home. Aw, thanks. <laughs> You're
2: so mean. Thank you for saying that, though. Sorry, Joe. I'm... Oh God, you guys are awesome. Hey, um, so hey. tell all of your um your follow or your uh your listeners to. Um, to follow me on Twitter at Nikki Boyer, I would love to see new Twitter followers and Facebook, my fan page. I I always do fun videos and I would love to include your fans in on that. So oh, definitely, press the um, word,
1: my friends. I will put it on Facebook, Nikki. Real quick, I have a, a super super short soundbite that I want to share with you. Something that we use every way every day, and day on the
2: show. Uh,
1: pure gold. Okay, let me hear.
2: Pure gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure gold. <laughs> you guys are
1: awesome. <laughs> That is you, Nikki, from the show. The last time I cut it, spliced it. That's awesome.
2: I think I said the same thing this time. You just said that like
1: two seconds ago. Nikki, (laughs) you're the best. Thank you so much. All right. You guys have a good rest of your day. You too. You too. Bye. Folks, that was the one and only Nikki Boyer. You can follow her on Twitter. And I'll actually tell you her Twitter handle right now
0: since I pretty much the show talking to Joe, talking smack and yes. looking up stuff. It's like with K's, not on C, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad you can spell, sir. B o y e r.
1: Oh my gosh, that's right. You sang that ridiculous song the last time she was on our show. Yes, yeah, sir. it's very simple, folks. If you want to follow her on Twitter, it's at Nikki Boyer. N-I-K-K-I-B-O-Y-E-R. And of course, she is on Yahoo's Daytime in No Time. Now, I know that my, my uh, wife, my esteemed colleague and, and partner is uh is on hold. I'm gonna see if I put her through to see if she can talk to us. Uh it's Kelly. Are you on the line there, Kelly?
0: <laughs> hello, Kelly? Kelly.
1: I guess Kelly doesn't Kelly doesn't feel like talking to us. That's that's
0: pretty embarrassing. Uh, yeah, hello? Hey hey Kelly, how are you doing? Kelly's upset you used all the butter. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you were no, I think Mickey Mickey
1: rocks, man. No, she really does and you know it's always a pleasure like I said to have her on. But it's funny because she made some comments about um, about women. And of course, you're chiming in. I'm, I'm getting text messages from you. I'm getting, you know, little comments and stuff. And I do appreciate the Joanna comment, by the way, because I was being attacked since my middle name can be a boy's name or a girl's name.
2: Yeah, well, you know, in Spanish, Rene is, uh, you know, a very manly name. So yes. I don't know where they're getting Rene from. Rene. It's not Rene. It's Rene. But I, I understand I can. that
0: he can't roll his R, so... How can you defend this guy? He rushed me to no end every show. I- I'm gonna call him Renee from now on. You yeah, know, funny. I've been friends with Joe for uh, wait, way too long, but I guess what 16, 15, years.
1: 15, 16 years, and he didn't know my middle name, and now he knows it's. Uh, I think today's the last episode of Your Gold. because I'm not. I can't stand you know, this, this
2: guy. I am appalled that you said it
1: on, on live and on the air because
2: you don't tell anyone that. You don't tell your youth kids that. You don't tell anyone that. I mean.
1: So, so you, I, if you weren't you weren't listening to that that part of the show but I explained I, I literally went into a 5 minute explanation on how I've avoided saying oh, I believe that and how I hate the name and how the kids at church it took them years to guess it and kids at school and for some reason people always guess Raul or Roberto but never Rene Rene But listen yeah, honey Thanks for the sandwich. It was really good. Joe hates your cooking, by the way. I just wanted to tell you that. And uh, Yeah, I
2: know. Be- I give up. I'm never cooking for you, Joe, ever, ever, ever. I would have taken that sandwich. Never actually. eat that's anything. Really it's so
0: I would have taken the only that sandwich. Thing, I think <laughs>
2: the only thing that Joe's ever eaten at our house is chocolate chip cookies or, like, chocolate cake when I've made it. So I think I, I'm on to him. I think I know what he likes. But well, other than that, he doesn't eat anything.
1: Listen, honey, it's a pleasure having you on. I tell Bella I said hi, and uh, I will be home shortly, so I don't want to get beat. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, bye. take care, bye. folks. That was the one and only Kelly G, my uh, partner in crime, my wife, more like my life. My left, she's my right. That's right. I'm quoting music, song lyrics here. Now, before Joe and I have been talking about this, and normally at the six thirty slot. And 7 o'clock, we have different um, sound bites and whatnot that we air. But we're just going to blow through all that today because we don't have them. So I'm going to air a couple of promos here um, that we haven't done in a while. So, booyah. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make
2: sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best and entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Hey, what's up everybody? I am Nikki Boyer, the host of Yahoo's Daytime in No Time, and you're listening to Pure Gold.
1: Uh, one more here. Let me just find it real quick. Booyah.
2: Hey guys, it's Brittany Don Brandon, Miss Arizona, USA two thousand eleven. Make sure you tune into Pure Gold Radio for only the best talk on sports, entertainment, politics, and much, much more.
1: That, of course. Brittany Don Brennan, Nikki Boyer, and, of course, the incomparable Morgan Woolard. And as a matter of fact, since uh, I didn't do it to start the show, I'm going to do it right now. What do you think about this, sir? Live from
2: 1640 AM Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey, it's Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe.
0: Welcome back. It is Pure Gold. And that segment uh, with Nikki bore was pure gold, sir. Went, Absolutely, went about forty-five minutes. Um, thought it was going longer
1: than we thought it was going
0: to go. I think we asked her questions. Are you know? It's our nature to ask her questions oh, Of course.
1: Well, I had to ask about the marriage thing because I didn't know that she's divorced. Um, I I didn't you know I knew about that from reading online and stuff. And of course, you can find out things about celebrities. And I wasn't sure. She mentioned the whole you know I I, I joked about that one time with one of our former guests, and now she pretty much hates my guts for some reason I can't understand. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen with Nikki. And uh, if she invited us to the wedding, sir, I mean, I, I, I'll go. I'll go meet celebrities and get them on our show. We can do a lot, sir. Could you imagine a live episode of Pure Gold over there in California at Nikki Boyer's wedding? That would be Pure Gold.
0: That would be. I mean, uh, Nikki- You could
1: interview them. Do, I am a minister, by the way. Do you, Nikki <laughs> Boyer, take this man, uh, Giuseppe Gusparto, to be your lawfully wedded husband? That'd be amazing.
0: That would be. I mean. So, Nikki, if you're listening still, which you, we know you are, uh, <laughs> of Dave is an ordained minister and he could uh, perform the services for you in California. Absolutely. So, sir, what else do we have on the docket this evening? Well, we got three big things. Let's uh, take them in order. Uh, this Sunday is the last game of the NFL season. It's Super Bowl 47. The Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh versus John Harbaugh, the Baltimore Ravens, the AFC Champions versus the NFC Champions, the San Francisco 49ers sir it's it's my second, third what maybe my fourth favorite holiday of the year the the Super Bowl is a great event um, I think um, other than the fact that the Jets are never in it. I love the Super Bowl. Um, these two teams right here are um, deserving of being in the Super Bowl Last year they had a shot to get to the Super Bowl. They didn't this year. They make it back. You have the San francisco 49ers who I believe and Vegas believes are the favorite to win this game by four points. I think that you're going to have a game that's going to be close. Um, it might be come down to a field goal. Um, the question becomes, is, is uh, David Akers going to choke, and are the Niners going to lose on a missed field goal? I think that they're going to be able to handle the, the Baltimore Ravens' defense and their offense on both sides of the ball. The only way I see that the San Francisco 49ers lose this game is if uh, Kaepernick turns the ball over. Um, more than once. Um, the Ravens are good. They had a great run in the, the playoffs. You know. they beat playoffs? Playoffs. They beat the Colts. They beat the Broncos. They shouldn't have beat the Colts. They, sh- they shouldn't have beat the Broncos. Do I mean, you mean they shouldn't yeah, beat the Broncos? Sorry, I mean the Broncos. Uh, they beat- playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, so they beat the Broncos where they shouldn't have, and then they, they, they tipped the momentum. They went up to Foxborough, and they beat the Patriots uh, quite convincingly. I mean, they, they left no points in the second half. Um, So this team comes in red hot. Joe Flacco is red hot. I personally think that he's established himself as one of the elite quarterbacks in the playoffs, sir. He's thrown eight touchdowns and no interceptions. That's ridiculous uh, for a playoff run. Uh, I just think that the Ravens are going to fall short 24 to 20. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. I know my wife is a Super Bowl, uh, a San Francisco fan. And that was a disgraceful performance. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the wrong sound. I apologize. (laughs) What is the Wait, point?
1: What is the <laughs> point? I, didn't realize, I forgot that you can see what's going on inside the screen. Today. Yeah,
0: I can see everything you do. Here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Folks, that'll be cut out.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, as well as my mentioning your name, Renee, Renee, Renee. Oh, of course. Cut that out. Believe me, that'll be beep, beep, <laughs> beep. So, sir, I, I think that it's going to be a San Francisco um, win-victory in Super Bowl 47. A win-victory. That, oh, that's good, sir. Yep, in Louisiana and uh, this will establish if not already the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are the elite franchise of the NFL they are 5 and 0 in the Super Bowl they will be 6 and 0 after Sunday of my belief sir break down this game i know you're not going to give me nuts and bolts but tell me why a team's going to win and uh give me a prediction on the score
1: uh i agree with you i think uh yeah, san francisco the giants are, i mean sorry, the 49ers are going to win um I'd say it's probably a low score. What was your prediction? Because I wasn't paying attention. 24
0: to 20. 24
1: to 20? 20. And you know what? I'd say 21, uh, 21, 17. No, as a matter of fact, I will say 27 to 24. How about that?
0: That sounds good.
1: That that would be my prediction. I, I think Colin Kaepernick is going to have a big game. It's just amazing, isn't it, Joe, when you think about it, that these guys had a totally different quarterback at the beginning of the year, and they're on the verge of winning the Super Bowl with a different quarterback. And this isn't Jeff Hostetler and Phil Simms. This this. The backup is better, probably a better quarterback. He has a better arm. He's more mobile. So it's like as if Jeff Hostetler took them to the Super Bowl and then Phil Sims won it. So it's
0: kind of like a reverse of the Giants back in 90. What's crazy is that Alex Smith uh, lost his job uh, due to an injury, and you rarely see a, a quarterback, a starting quarterback, lose their job to a concussion, and that's what happened. And Jim Harbaugh rolled the dice. Jim or John? Jim. Jim rolled the dice, and, um, you know, it, it has paid dividends. Uh, he beat the – The Green Bay Packers with his feet, with his running ability, his rushing yards, 181 uh, rushing yards. And then Kaepernick was able to come back the week after and beat Atlanta In Atlanta, the one seed Atlanta Falcons, with his arm. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, this is not the quarterback of the future, though, sir. I mean, you can't have a quarterback that's mobile and runs all the time. Look at RG3. I think that Kaepernick will eventually have to just rely on his arm. And he has a great arm. He's got a gun. He's got great accuracy. So um, the Niners with this defense, and you know, year to year with the salary cap, you can never predict what a team will do. But um, we thought that the, the Giants were going to repeat this year with the team that they had. Now they're going to go and rebuild their team. Who knows if the Niners win a Super Bowl this year? If a lot of people leave for free agency, I'm not sure what the the stats on those people are if they leave or retire. Randy Moss, believe it or not, at media day uh, yesterday, believe it or not, claimed himself to be the I best. He, he claimed himself to be the best wide receiver ever. I mean, that's a little bit much there, Randy Moss. I don't know if you're the best wide receiver ever. Have you heard of Jerry Rice? Um, I don't know
1: if he has heard of Jerry Rice. Uh, Jerry Rice, what, what, is, what did he
0: play? So what was he, wide receiver, left fielder? What did he do? <laughs> he's a wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, too. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy.
1: How many rings does he have? In, is it five? He has a... Cause he was with Because uh, he was with Steve Young, wasn't he? Yeah, because yep. he used to complain about Steve Young. Yep. So he's got so five, he five rings. rings. Wow, that's amazing. That Jerry nice? Rice is definitely the greatest wide receiver of all time. Um, and you're right, sir. You know, Kaepernick really just came out of nowhere, and, you know, Copernicus, whatever you want to call him, this guy is has pretty much got it made. If he wins this year, he's got a made turn. Yeah, okay, guys can leave, but this this team, the 49ers are... Sir, how many teams go to the NFC Championship game, then next year come back and go all the way to the Super Bowl? I mean, if they lost this year to next year, that mean, I would mean that they'd win it, but I do think they're going to win. I think they're the better team overall. Flacco is good, but I think he's more mistake-prone then let's say uh, Kaepernick again, bigger body of work with Flacco, uh, obviously Flacco being a road warrior and, you know, winning so many road games, I think it's going to be a good game, it's going to be hotly contested, and uh, I do believe the 49ers will end up uh, taking it, sir. So, what's interesting, so it'll be a very happy day in the Pacino household, um, what's interesting, though, you mentioned concussion and Alex Smith losing it, um, it makes me feel bad, and I gotta tell you, Bruce, Bruce Harper is a, is a personal friend, somebody that I know off the air, he was one of our guests, and you know, Great guy, funny, hilarious. Uh, I read an article that really made me want to cry, basically. Bruce is dealing with a lot of uh, problems in terms of his health because of his playing time. Wesley Walker, a former Giant, another guy. And Brad Benson. No, I'm sorry, I wasn't a former Giant. Uh, Jet. Jet, yeah, yeah. Forgive me. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Herschel Walker, who was like, on the Giants for like uh, one year. Brad Benson was a former Giant, won Super Bowl in, in 86. Um, another guy who basically almost died last year, I was reading, and all these different injuries and health concerns. Leonard Marshall, another guest who was on our show, um, these guys have so many problems from the beating and the abuse they took in their football career, and it's sad because we're always rooting for guys to get hit harder and guys to knock each other out and sack the quarterback and break his legs and do this and do that, and these guys end up with these miserable lives afterwards. I know the rules in the NFL are changing to try to help them become more um, favorable for the quarterback, sir, but It makes me sad as a sports fan because basketball, you don't have this. Baseball, is no contact. Football, these guys end up crippled or mangled or worse. And, I mean, give me your thoughts on that. I know um, next week, as a matter of fact, we're going to have a doctor, as per Alex, who is a friend of the program. She's going to get us a concussion specialist. And a guy who's working with Bernie Kozer, I believe Bernie's actually going to be joining us next week, um, Give me your thoughts on that. I mean, are guys going to start lying about concussions? And You know, what's going to happen here, sir? Because think about it. Why would you want to be a football player if odds are you're going to get mangled and hurt and broken and battered? Is the money worth it, sir?
0: I mean, you've brought up a lot of different things there. I mean, it it really comes down to, um, I think, uh, these athletes are getting bigger and stronger and faster year by year. Do we change the rules? Do we make safer equipment? Uh, uh, Is it a combination of both? I don't know. It's for the rules committee to look at it. I mean, you look at, uh, for example, what we're going to tie into with Arod. I mean, the NFL, I really think, needs to, and I know there's unions and there's a lot of like red tape and stuff to go through. But, sir, you really need to start testing for this like, uh, performance-enhancing drug uh, on the football level. I mean, look at the guys that are hitting each other. They're beasts, and the, some of them are so cut and so strong that you have to start testing for this kind of stuff. So you do that, you start making safer equipment, you test out a lot of equipment, and you you, you make rules to make the players safe. I mean, that's the bottom line. You can't have people, you can't have the next generation of football players grow up to be and have the same type of problems, that unfortunately, that Bruce Harper has. Because, you know, who's going to want to play football if you're not uh, making the, the sport safe? Mike was making a good point yesterday. He
1: was saying that the, the sport of baseball has lost the African-American for the most part. But guys may, you know, a lot of guys are two-sport athletes, uh, you know, some Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, et cetera, et cetera. This goes on and on. Many of them have excelled in one sport and, you know, second sport, but pick one over the other. In football, you, you know, you make your money. But maybe these guys start turning back to baseball because there's such a lower risk of injury, and injuries in baseball really don't leave you mangled or broken or battered or concussions for the most part. Um, you've got, like, a 90% chance of probably getting injured in the NFL and getting debilitated in some way. And in, in baseball, it's like a it's the opposite. 90% chance of not being injured or anything like that. So maybe guys start turning back to baseball and following their Cause
0: You can make a ton of money in that sport, not just football, sir. Uh, the other point is that are they using the drugs, uh, the performance hints and drugs, uh, the steroids, are they using it to get stronger so they can hit harder, or are they, are they doing it to heal? I mean, there's a report this past uh, week, too, that Ray Lewis used deer antler extract to repair a torn tricep that he had. Uh, earlier in the season, so you you look at this kind of stuff, and if they're using it to heal faster, not to get stronger i you know I mean, yeah, you have to set some regulations but you, the, the bottom line is you gotta test on this kind of stuff,
1: you're right, sir, and it's obviously it's something we're gonna be talking about in length next week, but it just goes to show you these guys give their heart, their soul, sometimes their lives and their their livelihood um to entertain us as fans, and is it worth it at the end of the day? That's my question. And look at wrestling. Wrestling is another thing. Yeah, it's not a sport, but these guys, a lot of them end up injured and hurt as well. I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's had how many back surgeries, back fusions, knee fusions, hip replacements? I mean, the guys, the guys, almost ten years younger than my father, and my dad is in great shape, and he would run circles around Hulk Hogan. And then you you have a guy like that who beat himself up for so many years, and the guys now do it as well. You have the ECW guys from the nineties and two thousand. I mean, guys who put their body through the ringer, and then what do they end up with? I mean. Is it more important for The Undertaker to walk, you know, when he's 55, or to keep going back every year for WrestleMania and be broken and battered, beaten down?
0: You're right, and um, you know, getting back just to the Super Bowl itself, it's a it's the biggest event of the year in terms of ratings. Um, you know, it's usually the biggest draw of the year in terms of, like I said, ratings. Well, on TV. it always is. I
1: actually read that. Um, I think the the spots are somewhere in the neighborhood of four million this year, sir.
0: Yeah, and I actually have some stats from last year, which I thought would oh, be interesting. Do. Some interesting stats. Uh you know, the team that scores first uh is twenty nine sixteen uh Life know, lifetime lifetime. Um, some interesting I
1: think inter- that's not, not, say
0: two to one. Yeah, that's about two to one. Uh, an interesting stat in terms of food. I mean, how many uh chicken wings do you think will be sold on Super Bowl week, would you say? Um five million. One hundred and twenty five million chicken wings will be sold during Super Bowl week. You talk about the pounds of avocado used for guacamole during the Super Bowl. That's 71 million pounds. I don't know what I was thinking when I said 5 million. I should have felt much higher than that. Where people watch the Super Bowl, this is interesting, 46% people watch the Super Bowl at home with their immediate family. Um, Only about 3% go to a bar and watch it or at a restaurant.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Super Bowl is the type of event you want to watch in a bar. I think if you want to watch it in the comfort of your own home, you want to watch it – you know, with family, with friends. My dad and I have watched the past few Super Bowls together, dating back to when the Giants first won, you know, a few years ago. Let me ask you this, sir. I don't know if you read the news, but there's a couple that got swindled out of almost $6,000. I forget the woman's name, um, but the couple got swindled out of $6,000 on Craigslist because they gave money to somebody who they thought was going to give them Super Bowl tickets. Instead, what they got, she's a diehard Ravens. or Ravens or 49ers? I think 49ers, but I could be wrong. Um and what the woman ended up getting was a picture, like a black and white piece of paper saying, Go Ravens, LOL, capital letters. She lost all this money, right? Um, but it turns out that when Ticketmaster heard about this, when I think it was 49ers heard about it, so I'm guessing she's a 49ers fan, when she heard about it, when these plates heard about it, they offered her free tickets. I think she ended up getting uh, five free tickets. Actually, I ran here a surprise for a scam fan. A 49ers supporter paid $5,900 for non-existent Super Bowl tickets. She's going to have breakfast. This is odd, but she's going to have breakfast with Troy Aikman. She got, like, five free tickets from the 49ers and Ticketmaster, sir. What do you think about that?
0: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me to scam um, one another. Uh, that's the unfortunate thing Here's about it. Here's the picture that she got. Yeah. Enjoy it. the game. Go Raven. LOL. <laughs> so unfortunate. Um Getting back to it, sir, uh, a big thing, and uh, I'm so against this, is that um, I'm against the people that have Super Bowl parties just for the fact of the commercials. I don't like the people that get together and just watch the commercials. But you can people like one was just on. Yep, that's about it, right. Uh, the cost of a 30-second Super Bowl spot is going to cost $3.5 million. It's going to be actually more than that. These are all stats from last year. Sir, do you know that the, the winning team, each player on the winning team, gets $88,000. The losers get $46,000. Okay. That's <laughs> our stock. Our salary. We're talking about these are the people that the money that they make uh, for uh, just making it to the Super Bowl. Um, would, I mean, let me ask you this trivia question and let me see how much you know. It's it's a tough question, though. How many teams do you think have never made the Super Bowl? Uh, ten. Ten? It's actually one, two, three, four. Damn. There's only four teams the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I should five.
1: have known because the Jaguars and the Texans are newer teams. Right. Um. I forget what incarnation are the Browns. Are they the second Cleveland Browns?
0: Right? Yeah.
1: They're the first. They're the second, aren't
0: they? They're the second, because Baltimore Ravens are the Cleveland Browns. Right, 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 exactly. So this is the Cleveland Browns after our
1: Lodell took them or whatever they right. left, blah, blah, blah.
0: Um, 14, so that's not bad. Interestingly enough, in terms of ratings, the, the most highly rated Super Bowl of all time was Super Bowl 16 between the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's interesting, considering we've had a lot of good Super Bowls. Is that
1: Bowls. the one where Boomer was the quarterback? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's the highest. Boomer! 49.1% high, uh, of the U.S. homes watched that Super Bowl. That was the highest rated Super Bowl of all time. That's
1: interesting. Well, think about this, too, though. Uh, you know, you're talking about 30 years ago, basically. Yeah. And not only that, damn, wait, that can't be right. How old is Boomer?
0: He's not 50 years old, is he? he? Yeah, he just turned 50. Oh,
1: geez, they're an old hag. Um so 30 years ago this happened, right? But how many more options do people have now? How many people don't even watch the Super Bowl? You have internet, you have so many things you can do, so back then that's pretty much all you had to do is watch the Super Bowl. Yep,
0: yeah. and then, you know, when you do talk about commercials, the, the uh-huh. two commercials that I want you to, to be aware of because uh, we talk entertainment, sir, is the fact that they're going to have a trailer for Iron Man 3, that should be interesting. Trailer
1: trash.
0: And then they're going to have a trailer uh, for the new Star Trek movie, which really does look good. I've seen the trailer on YouTube, so uh, moving uh, from the Super Bowl this year, uh, the big Super Bowl, sir, is going to be next year. In our area, in 2014, MetLife Stadium, Super Bowl 49, uh will be, uh, you know, what they're saying is a uh, an inclement Super Bowl. A Farmer's Almanac is calling for bad weather that day, believe it or not. I know we're about a year away, but uh, an outdoor Super Bowl. Give me your take on the fact that, Uh, The the Super Bowl next year will be an outdoor Super Bowl. It might be cold. It might be snowing. Do you think it's good or bad for the sport?
1: Um, I think it's – I guess it's good because it's going to be in New York. I just think it's funny that Vance has to get into WrestleMania at the uh, new MetLife Stadium before – or no, MetLife Stadium before the Super Bowl. I, I think it's a good thing because, of course, I'm biased living here in this area. I think it's a good thing. But uh, I'm not sure. I don't like. I don't like the whole two weeks off in between. That, that to me, that's the biggest issue, sir.
0: It is. But you know, the economy is going to be greatly affected in a positive way with in New Jersey, New York. Um, I living literally five minutes away from the stadium. Literally, literally. um, am not looking forward to the traffic that this is going to create, especially on Route Three, uh, Route Seventeen. Uh, that kind of stuff is. I'm definitely not looking forward to. Uh, I know that the Jets are not going to be in this Super Well, The Giants might be, but the Jets won't be. So, uh, that type of Super Bowl, I, I don't know, like, uh, people say that they're not uh, objecting towards uh, objective towards a bad weather Super Bowl, but I always thought to have the best two teams, you play in a climate that the weather doesn't affect the play. Um, I don't know if that's just, uh, you know, because I've seen every Super Bowl in good weather, except, sir, I, did not really, I didn't really like the Super Bowl between the Colts and the Chicago Bears, where it was raining the whole time. It it was it basically felt like a hurricane going on. <laughs> I didn't like that Super Bowl. So I like, uh, you know, I like perfectly. I liked it because the Colts won the the title. So, yeah, I mean, next year, 2014, in the New New Jersey, New York area, we'll have the Super Bowl. It, I mean, we're not going to go, obviously. It's cost ridiculous to go to uh, the Super Bowl, but it will be in our backyard, and that should be interesting. I have for you, sir, as you look through page two and three, all the different Super Bowl emblems, um, you know, and you can the the one thing that you'll notice is that the last two Super Bowls last year between the Giants and the Patriots and the Packers and the Steelers is that they have the Lombardi trophy. They've gotten actually rid of the uh the emblems um as you see the rest of the emblems throughout the years. They've standardized it now just basically having the Lombardi trophy with the the Roman numerals underneath it. Um I kind of like mm-hmm. the fact I kind of like the fact that they had emblems throughout the year and um You know, like there's one that says Pasadena with a rose. Yeah, so they stopped doing
1: that. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't
0: understand that either. The one thing, and I know you don't really uh, watch TV that much. uh, There's a great documentary on Vince Lombardi. Uh, I just watched it. It's been out forever on HBO. It's a really good story about him. And um, just, you know, the way he grew up, uh, his coaching and unfortunate death of, I think, he had colon cancer. um, Mm -hmm. But really good documentary about that. The Vince Lombardi trophy is named after, obviously, Vince Lombardi. Um, is it? Yep. Yeah. So, sir, can you find me the, um, because, you know, Super Bowl is this Sunday. We've made our predictions. We've broken it down as much as we can. Can you find me maybe uh, Josh Eisenberg's uh, clip? We're going to be right back, folks. We'll talk uh, the rest of the show about wrestling. The Royal Rumble is this past yeah, Sunday. We have only
1: 15 minutes to we talk have,
0: about it. That's awesome. That's plenty of time to talk about wrestling at this point. Um, so we'll be right back after this quick break. This is Josh Eisenberg from Chairshot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the Smackdown each week. That's Pure Gold Radio. Thanks, Josh. That's uh, Josh. Oh, he just texted
1: me, actually. Yeah. He said Wednesdays have been really tough for him. He texted me five minutes ago. That's why he hasn't been able to come on the show, but he really wants to come back on, so you know, he's one that will. We'll have to figure it
0: out at some point. Chair shot reality, folks, you can check Josh Eisenberg and Justin Labar at WrestleZone.com. Sir, before we even get into wrestling, and maybe we won't get into wrestling today, which would be normal (laughs) for us, uh, the biggest other hot topic was knocked out of the uh, headlines. You know, it's really hard to knock the Super Bowl out of the headlines during Super Bowl week, but A-Rod was uh, the man that was able to do that, and, you know, he was linked to some performance-enhancing drugs as early as uh, or as yeah as early as as of last year, so at this point, sir, I mean, has this guy lost all credibility? is his career over? will we never see him play again? Are the Yankees lucky that this all happened because at this point, I mean arod is as big as a joke as Barry Bonds, and I, 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 I you know I, I don't even know if, it seems like he's a bigger joke than Barry Bonds. I mean arod, what he's
1: done, sir, is managed to bastardize his career and to bastardize everything. I just don't understand how this guy. Right? This guy who literally had all the talent in the world is now, it's, you know, now he's rumored to, in 2009, he took, supposedly took performance in hits and drugs again. He swore up and down that from 2000, 2001, that's when he was taking PEDs, didn't take them anymore. And that's the year he had an amazing regular season and a great postseason, the only one of his career that he was good at. And he led the Yankees to the title that year. He was one of the main reasons they won the World Series that year, sir. Um, I think this guy is truly just, if this is true, has hit rock bottom, and I hope uh for the sake of the Yankees that they're able to get out of this contract. I know that we always rip the Yankees or whatever, but let me be unbiased for a second. I think that they were basically duped by this this low-life person. Again, if this is true, uh just a total low-life and a dirtbag. I'm glad the Mets never went after him, and I just don't – this guy had so much talent. Why sacrifice it in, in his legacy? I don't think there's a chance – if this comes out to be the case, I don't think there's a chance he ever ends up in the Hall of Fame.
0: I mean, you're right, and – um yeah, you know,
1: the Yankees are getting. You realize all the money the Yankees spend, they're getting
0: zero out of this contract.
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: And you know they're trying to get out of the contract. They're trying to get through the insurance company that money back. Uh, you know who knows what's going to happen. The, the bottom line is that A. Rod is a cheater. Um, and I don't see how this report. I know you're innocent until proven guilty in this country, but I don't see how this report can't be true. I mean, it's got it's linked to other players that have done steroids,
1: like Melky. But see, Gio Gonzalez has come out adamantly denied it. I think what. Um, I think what incriminates A-Rod is the fact that instead of coming out and saying something about it, he hires the best lawyer on the planet, basically, and then hires a PR firm. And then on behalf of A-Rod, the PR firm releases a statement.
0: Yeah, I mean, so at that at this point, A-Rod um, may never play baseball again. He may never get into the Hall of Fame again. Um, the, the chase that the Yankees wanted to, to make money off of him was him hitting all these home runs and eventually passing Barry Bonds and becoming the all-time home run hitter. Um, is never going to happen now. So all this goes up and blows up in his face. Um, and you're right. The fact that A-Rod hires a lawyer instead of defends himself, saying that he's never did, it, I think incriminates him uh, to the fullest. I, I think that this is it for A-Rod. Um, crash and burn, sir, not only physically, but um, in the in the, the public's eye. I know that... Oh, the,
1: public, the public can't stand. I mean, I have my coworker, big Yankee fan. Guy's wanting... How can we get out of his contract? How can we avoid his contract? See, to me... I, I honestly, and I've always felt this way, I think it's unfair that, yeah, you sign a contract. I don't think sports contracts should be guaranteed. I think signing bonuses should be guaranteed. I think a percentage of it, maybe. But if you sign a guy to $100 million and the guy breaks his leg, I know they have insurance and stuff and take care of it. But a guy may underperform like Jason Bay. The, the Mets paid him four years, I think, 40 million, dollars, right, uh, whatever it was. The match, should remember, he underperformed so badly that he, they should be forced to give money back. If you had a job and you were a performance reviewer and you were underperforming, they either fire you or cut your salary. You wouldn't keep the salary that you're making. And I think it's unfair. Yeah, these guys are athletes, blah, blah,
0: blah. But, I mean, if this guy underperforming and does this, they should be able to avoid his contract. Believe it or not, in football, they do have contracts where they sign. And part of it is guaranteed, part of it isn't. Baseball, no, I
1: know that, that signing bonus thing, but, like, basketball... And football uh, and baseball, they're, those are guaranteed contracts. They may go against your salary cap or whatever, but you're still forced to pay the guys a million dollars. You're
0: right. So, um, you know, as baseball season is around the corner again, uh, unbelievably, we're talk- I I feel like I was just talking about the Giants winning the, the, the World Series, and now we're talking about, how pitchers and catchers are going to report in about two weeks. It's well, crazy. I mean, we don't really have much to look forward to when it comes to pitchers and catchers. So let's hit up the
1: Royal Rumble, sir, before and even last night's row before we close the show. Up. Yeah, two nights
0: ago. But uh, that was raw from Monday night, not Tuesday night. So the, yeah, that's what I did. Mean. Yep, the Royal Rumble. I
1: saw it yesterday. <laughs> there you go.
0: The Royal Rumble was this past Sunday. And um, <laughs> let's face it, uh, a pay-per-view that I'm glad that I did not spend my money on because uh, for all the hype, for all the talk that John Cena was going to win this, the Royal Rumble. And yeah, he, the Super Bowl. <laughs> he, this, yeah, he actually won the Royal Rumble, which to me makes absolutely no sense. From that, you have the CM Punk uh, streak ending. The Rock is now your WWE champion. And I have issues with that because, sir, he's not a full-time wrestler. He might be full-time till WrestleMania, but it's kind of obvious, especially after this past Raw, that Cena wants Rock. I don't see how Rock is going to uh, retain the title after WrestleMania, especially since Cena is 0-1 against The Rock at WrestleMania and the fact that The Rock is not a full-time wrestler. That is all the bad that I've seen. And, uh, you know, the return of Brock is good, but give me your first take on the fact that Punk is no longer the champion and the fact that John Cena, ho-hum, wins the Royal Rumble.
1: I think. Let me tackle that first. I think it's a terrible thing that Cena wins the Rumble. The guy's like a 10-time WWE champ. He's been champion, like, I don't know how many times. I think it's ridiculous that Cena's had the belt so many times in his career, and he's probably going to get it again. That bothers me. You know, what was, I don't even know. When was the last time the Royal Rumble was won by a guy? I guess Alberto Del Rio would be the first one who uh, won a Royal Rumble without uh, having won the title, you know, prior to that. But honestly, I don't understand because it, it's basically become just a way to get guys who've already been, like, five-time champions another title shot. And I think it should be for up-and-comers, you know, at the time or or something to that effect. Like, when Shawn Michaels won it, to me, that was amazing because Shawn got that first shot lost and came back and won the following year. Um, I honestly – I see this Wikipedia in Portuguese. That's awesome. I don't understand why – what was the point of having him win, sir? I don't don't get it. It just bothers me. I can't stand your boy. I can't stand – well, John Cessna, I, I just I think it's a terrible move by the WWE. Why do him Rock have to face off at WrestleMania again? Last year was supposed to be once in a lifetime. Why does it have? Why again? Sorry, explain it to me. It, it
0: doesn't make any sense. And uh, from there, you you're gonna add a potential. I mean, it's still early, but you know, CM Punk has pretty much nobody to feud with, and now he's gonna feud with somebody that only wrestles once a year with The Undertaker. I mean, he's got no chance in hell. Uh, to beat the Undertaker because the Undertaker is undefeated at WrestleMania. I don't see how he would lose to CM Punk. So, dropping the strap, I thought was the wrong move. Uh, we both felt that if CM Punk retained it, you know, the, the best case scenario, which would be some intrigue, would be, you know, a CM Punk versus Taker streak versus streak at that point. You had the undefeated streak versus the long streak of CM Punk being champion. The one uh, bright note, sir, is the return of Y2J, and he's here. Oh, that was great. He's here, he's back, and um you know, it looks like he might be feuding against Dolph Ziggler, the guy that uh, eventually ended his career. Now, quote, l-
1: l- let me touch on this for a second. I, I got to touch on this, and I'll go back to The Rock. The thing about Dolph Ziggler, I was reading, I was listening to the whole exchange he had with Jericho. I love the fact that Jericho's back. Jericho's great. The whole, now he has a bunch of tattoos, I don't get that. This guy's 40-something years old, besides, so yeah, let me get some tattoos. But anyway, um, I like the feud. I think it can be good. I don't think Dolph is as good as people give him credit for. The the internet wrestling community is obsessed with this guy. And, yeah, he didn't win the Rumble. He went 40-something minutes. He lost. That's fine. He still has the money in the bank briefcase, whatever. But, to me, that should be a good feud. I don't think Dolph is ready for the title yet, and people are just in your panties and a bunch over it. I just don't calm down, folks. And as far as The Rock, going back to that, I don't have a problem with The Rock. The Rock is – look at Undertaker. Undertaker, WrestleMania, that's a staple, supposedly – Taker never comes out, never appears on Raw. You realize that The Rock has wrestled more in the past year than Undertaker and Triple H and even Brock Lesnar. All these guys who are saying, oh, The Rock has wrestled more than all of them. And I think that that's a problem. I think, you know, he's put 10 years into the business. Do I think he should have been WWE champ? No, not necessarily. But him having the title in this time of the year is the most high-profile thing because it's going to get TMZ coverage. He's going to do the talk radio circuit. He's going to do the uh, TV interview circuit as WWE champion. He needs to change that belt. But as WWE champion, he's going to be recognized. Wayne Johnson, Wayne DeRock Johnson, why this, why that? He obviously loves the business. He obviously, you know, has made a career for himself. He doesn't need it for the money. He He's not coming back for the money. He makes way more money in movies than he ever could in wrestling. And um, he's doing it because he loves the business, and he's put his time in, it. So I disagree with you on that. If we can see Taker once a year and people get all nuts and go crazy over it, then I don't have a problem with The Rock being there. Or so, even being
0: champ. Yeah, but the only reason why I have a problem with it is because I know he's going to drop the strap at WrestleMania to so John Cena, a guy that we despise.
1: It's possible they could swerve us, and I mean, maybe what if it's a triple? I think what it should be is a triple threat, and I think Punk should walk out
0: as champ personally. I mean, that that would make sense. I, I could... Cena does
1: not need the belt; he never needs to win the
0: title again. <laughs> You're right, and the fact that you know he's playing the Rock—I mean, I laid it out on the uh, laid it out on the line. It's all logical. Uh CM Punk is no longer the champion, which to me is a travesty, but John Cena, who was 0-1 against The Rock from last year at WrestleMania, if he ever lost uh, and became 0-2, then and only then, no, I I think we've said this so many times, but that would be a perfect heel turn if he loses again to The Rock, realizes that he can't beat The Rock at WrestleMania, and he finally goes heel because, you know, he's like, that's my belt, that's the belt that I created, and the WWE uh, owes me that belt. Uh, At that point, uh, that might be your last final shot to make him heal uh, is to have him lose again to The Rock at WrestleMania. I don't see it happening. Hopefully we could get uh, a lot of experts on between now and WrestleMania, like the Josh Eisenbergs, the Justin Lavars, the Pyro Falcons, all those people, to talk about what they think is going to happen at, at WrestleMania because I, I don't see it happening, folks. Um, the other big story is that, you know, Paul Heyman was ready to be fired by Vincent K. McMahon, Kenny McMahon. And right before he gets fired, Brock Lesnar finally makes his debut, uh, or his, not his debut, but he finally makes a reappearance for being out uh, off TV and off uh, WWE storylines. He comes in and he basically F5s uh, Vince McMahon. That was before- awesome. Right. Well, I, sir, when the music
1: came, I, I tweeted this, Brock Lesnar, no matter what you may say about him, he is electric. The crowd,
0: re- and he elicits a major reaction. Sir, that place exploded
1: when he came out. It did.
0: And... The unfortunate thing to this is that you know it's going to lead to a Triple H versus Brock Lesnar rematch. Yeah,
1: I don't want to see that.
0: Nobody wants. Uh, maybe some people want to see it, but we don't want to see it at this point. You know, you know that Brock Lesnar is going to lose to Triple H, especially since Brock won the first match. Uh, they, That's the
1: problem, Hester. Let's talk about that
0: for a second. Rematch, right?
1: Why do they have to have rematches, and why does the other person have to get the victory? I think of Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan. The Rock won both of their matches. Hogan never won as a face or a
0: heel. So you're telling me that there's a chance or you just don't like the no, idea of No, I just don't like
1: the idea of rematches because it seems like, all right, Cena won, Rock won, now Cena has to win. Why? Why does that have to be the case?
0: Right. So uh, other storylines, you know, we're get, as we get closer to WrestleMania, we might see Stone Cold Steve Austin this year. We might not. I mean, I, I like Stone Cold. Uh, I think he should come back for one more match. Him against Punk would be better than him, uh, Punk versus Taker, honestly. I think that these two guys are, you know, are great on the mic. I think that they'd have a lot of fun between now and WrestleMania. The one question I have, sir, because I feel like they ruined Albert Del Rio, is is Albert Del Rio, in your estimation, at this point, going to carry the belt into WrestleMania and fight Dolph Ziggler, or do you think that Albert Del Rio is not the right champion to go into WrestleMania? Uh,
1: I, I definitely don't think he's the right champion to go into WrestleMania. I would like to see Ziggler win the before WrestleMania, and even defend it against whomever, but. I mean, I like Del Rio, but I just don't think he's that great. I think WWE has dropped the ball on him. I know a lot of people like the face turn. Eh, To me, it's whatever. I'm actually reading it up here, sir. Um, And it seems like the last person to win the title and not have been world champion already would be Alberto Del Rio. Before him, though, I'm going to go back to this in a second. Before him, the last guy to do it was Chris Benoit back, you know, 13 years ago. So you had a long stretch of guys winning the Royal Rumble and they had already been championed, you know, multiple times. And I think that's a problem. I think that the Rumble should be used for a guy who's never won before, sir.
0: I agree with you. And, but,
1: uh, uh sorry, getting back to the Hall of the real thing, I don't know if he should win. What do you think, sir? You think that he should be the champion? May not, I, he doesn't seem like he's that big of a name to me.
0: I mean, we thought of the perfect scenario where the, the two world titles get unified and you have one world champion at this point because – Let's face it, SmackDown and Raw. There's no brand loyalty. There's no like people. There's no roster anymore. People cross over all the time. If you want to make the product fresh, you could uh, say you have a Raw and a SmackDown, but these guys show up on both shows anyway. So unify the title. I really hope, and I just started thinking about this. I really hope we don't have Dolph Ziggler win the title before WrestleMania, and him and Dolph Ziggler gets to fight Randy Orton for the World mm-hmm. Heavyweight Title. Well,
1: I've heard that what they want to do. Is- at WrestleMania is Sheamus against Dolph, uh, Sheamus against Randy Orton for the title.
0: So both well, the Orton wants to go heel. I mean, yeah, Orton is a better heel because he's a scum. I mean, he sucks in <laughs> the face. That, I mean. He we... really
1: does, sir. Just to go back to my point before, it was nine. Other than Del Rio a couple of years ago, the first, the last guy that I've done it was nine years ago with Chris Benoit. Everybody else has won and already been champ. So I think the Rumble should be used as a platform.
0: If you want, that, sir. but if you want to make it interesting, you have CM, like you said last uh, a couple of weeks ago. You have CM Punk retain, The Rock joins and enters the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant and wins the Royal Rumble. I mean, that kind of stuff uh, is, goes over much better with me than having John Cena just, you know, whole hum wins the Royal Rumble. He actually said he was going to win the Royal Rumble on Raw the week before, and he actually did. I mean, to me... Yeah, I, ah. you know,
1: it's like last year I
0: would
1: have like Jericho would have won, he didn't, Seamus won. Um, the Rumble is it's just... I like the surprise entrance, but that's pretty much it. Sir, I mean, the product is bad. We both think that it's bad. I know there's wrestling shows out there, like the Ken Reedy show, for example, a guy that I'm in communication with about, you know, let's see what we can do. There's many different shows and different people that I've been talking to, trying to see about getting them broadcast here on the air on 1640, so it won't just be us. But you have those shows like that, and they bust it open. These guys who, who love wrestling, and yeah, I complain about it, but we'll watch it no matter what. You and I are more on the fence. We have other things to occupy our time with, and, you know, wrestling is kind of becoming an afterthought for us, sir.
0: Yep, that puts a nice little bow on this one, sir. Thanks to Nikki Boy for joining us. Uh, we talked about some Super Bowl, some wrestling this week, and is the Super Bowl my third, fourth favorite holiday of the year, sir. You have a good one. Tell us what's on tap next week, and we'll all see you next week.
1: Folks, make sure to tune in next week at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have actress Erin Bethea from Fireproof. Uh, she's well-known for that role. She's done a couple other films as well. And we're also going to have a doctor, um, and the name I don't have right now, but I, you know, I have this behind-the-scenes info, and possibly Bernie Coase, our former Cowboys quarterback, joining us. He's talking about concussions and injuries in the NFL. and Of course, we'll talk, wrap up the Super Bowl, talk about that a little bit. Folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, thanks to the lovely and talented Nikki Boyer, the incomparable Nikki Boyer, hopefully soon to be my co-host, and hopefully we'll be going to her wedding. Folks, make sure you check us out every week. Again, puregoldpg.com. For JB, this is DG. Remind you to always. What's JB's
0: show? Pure gold. Pure gold.
1: Yes,
2: sir. I got two words for you. Pure (laughs) gold.
1: You guys are awesome. Have a wonderful evening. Woo.